with arms the shape of drills and spit made out of napalm. It's Godzilla versus Megalon. Spitting on it on his enemies. Yeah, I never quite understood what Megalon was doing there. Those like napalm bomb bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like they? these. It's, it's like you said, they're nap- napalm bombs. I think so. Yeah, it's like this little package. I mean, we see that in that hilarious, like probably one of my favorite moments of the movie when he shoot when he's laying on his back and he shoots one, and Godzilla yeah. just stands there and watches it go back into Megalon's own mouth. And I, <laughs> I expected, I expected his head to like explode there that would have been epic <laughs> that would have been epic that would have been epic. It probably would have been a better end for him too but i, I do like that moment it's, it's like a nice little bit of comedy just right Indeed. there in the middle of that battle but oh welcome back to the monsters vs. men podcast fellow surface dwellers where we're <laughs> trying our best to stay alive joining me today jet jaguar himself eric <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it's an honor to be compared to Jet Jaguar. I think you might like him more than I do. I think he's got awesome combat moves, like you, Eric. And just like after this, after you're done recording a podcast, <laughs> you go back to being a soulless human being. This is the only time of the week when I grow three times the size <laughs> <laughs> to record this podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god, that's pretty good. Eric. Oh. Um, all right. <laughs> You want to get us into the film introduction? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I got it under wraps now. All right. So, starting as a publicity stunt, the origins of Godzilla vs. Megalon begin with a competition. Toho, in collaboration with a supermarket company, created a contest for designing the best monster. The winner's prize? His monster gets a star in his own film. The problem? Well, the winner didn't like the suit. So, Toho created Jet Jaguar. After realizing Jet Jaguar couldn't carry his own film, Toho brought in the big guns, Godzilla, to star and Jun Fukuda back in to direct. Filmed in just three weeks, Godzilla vs. Megalon rushed into theaters a year after Godzilla vs. Gigan. While box office numbers dwindled in Japan, Godzilla vs. Megalon became a relatively big hit in the U.S. But what drove the box office success? Is there something unique about Godzilla vs. Megalon that makes it distinct from the others? Alex, I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it. But I think it's the overall style of this film. It's an action movie through and through. I mean, think about it. Think of all these elements we have. We've got fancy gadgets, a secret society, car chases, motorcycle chases, earthquakes, scientists, kung fu, and underground go-go girls. What's not to love here, Alex? <laughs> I'm kind of with you. I mean... Everything about this film feels a little unique. And I, I think it's the origins of this film. So Toho did that competition that I mentioned. But what I didn't mention was this kid makes this character, right? And when they show the character to the kid for the first time, uh, the suit, it's a full, full body suit. The kid cries because it's not his vision. The colors are a little different. And it's just not what he drew exactly. So, instead of giving the kid the feature film, they revamped the design, which the body looks just like Jet Jaguar. Mm-hmm. They revamped the design, and they may, may make him look kind of a lot more like 
Ultraman, which was really popular back then. Yeah. And that's really the origins of it. And they, they realized that this little robot couldn't carry the film. And so they bring Godzilla in and they just throw this film together. But it's got this, the weird thing is it's got this interesting light tone that's, it's not goofy, but it's also fun. It It's just, it toes the line on being too campy. And <laughs> it's easily, it's easy to argue that it's too campy, but I don't think it is like I, I'm, I wasn't ever rolling my eyes, even when we get these ridiculous explanations for powers and mm-hmm. we get C-topians in like the most hilarious way. And we also get these two new kaiju and this trio of inventors, one of which drives like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just, I kind of like all the aspects of this film. Not, it's not perfect by any means, but I think there's something for everyone. Like, the monsters are cool. I think Jack Jaguar, while goofy, is actually a really nice, refreshing addition to the list of kaiju. He doesn't have this nuclear origin story. He doesn't have the space origin story. He just, it's unique. He's invented by somebody. And he's made by these people with no intention of him going to battle. He's just like this pet project. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't get good explanations on his abilities, really, other than he can fly and, for some reason, grow, which we might talk about later. But <laughs> I also like the other new addition, Megalon. He's this new villain that only appears in this film for the whole series. Hmm. And I think that makes him really special. And I know in some of the promotional material, which is maybe why it sold better in the U.S., is they had Godzilla and Megalon fighting on top of the Twin Towers. That would have been interesting. <laughs> it would have been very interesting. It's something we never saw, but that would have been cool. I was sad to see that Megalon never comes back. Mm. What do you think of him? Did you Do you think he deserved to never come back in the rest of the series? No, I, I actually thought Megalon was a pretty cool monster. Um, compared to Gigan last week, I thought Meg, uh, Megalon's design was pretty sweet. And he also had some pretty cool abilities. Um, he reminds me of a Pokemon, actually, Heracross, who's basically just this giant yeah. beetle, you know. Um, but he reminds me of Heracross quite a bit. Um, he can fly. He spits those napalm bomb things. He hops where he wants to go. I mean, what's better than a giant mm-hmm. beetle? Um, I do wish, I was thinking like as we were watching Megalon hop around, I do wish Mothra had made an appearance in this film because I think a Megalon versus Mothra battle would be a great matchup um as for jet jaguar i have mixed feelings i like the fact that he becomes a sentient being with the ability to make his own choices i mean godzilla must have really made an impression on him uh but i do think (laughs) his design and communication is just a little ridiculous you know he reminds me of an air traffic controller who would prefer to be at a rave (laughs) but you know at the end of the day I think you can make the case that Jet, Jet Jaguar is Godzilla's first real friend. Would you agree, Alex? I don't know a Jet Jar Jake Jet. Oh my! We gosh. should just call him JJ from from here. JJ. I don't know. Yeah, but we, you know, he has that awesome theme song at mm-hmm. the end. I feel like it would just be doing him just injustice to call him JJ. A disservice to the name. Yeah, he's got his own theme song. He's the only monster to have a theme song with his name implemented into it. Okay. It's pretty awesome. But I don't know if Jet Jaguar is Godzilla's first real friend. I mean, I always think that Angerus might be that first real friend, especially since they've always teamed up. But 
Well, not always. I mean, Godzilla did kill him several movies ago, but <laughs> maybe, maybe they have more of this employee boss situation. I mean, in Godzilla versus Gigan, he is ordering mm-hmm. him around and just telling him what to yeah. do. So maybe they aren't very good friends, right? <laughs> so maybe you do have a good point. Maybe he is Godzilla's first real friend. I mean, their physical prowess is seems to be pretty much on par. Mm-hmm. So there is something there. And as for like the duo of Gigan and Megalon, I really like that they seem like this natural pair. You got Gigan attacking the air and Megalon attacking underground, which is very cool. They seem like a team that's made to work together, unlike Ghidorah and Gigan in the last film. They just seem like the two aliens that want to destroy, and that's about all we got from them. And I actually like a lot of the other stuff going on in the film. Like, like I mentioned, the protagonists are something we haven't seen. These three inventors who operate in this really fluid and natural way. They feel like a family, which two of them are. One of them is a brother. The, uh, what was his name? Rokuru and Goro are brothers. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, I believe, he's just like this friend uh, that, that, that tags along. And I'm not even sure that he's actually an inventor like, like those two yeah. are. Because we see them both make items, whereas he he might just be along for the awesome ride, <laughs> which which it's a pretty fun ride. But he's also a bit of a hero in oh, the yeah. film. I enjoyed the story a lot as well. It gets a little ridiculous, and it's kind of like the semi rehash. Mm-hmm. You know, we're being invaded again, but at least it's coming from the earth instead <laughs> of somewhere else. Yeah, and this film does seem to be lacking something though that some of the best Godzilla movies have. And I guess you probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, look, thematically here, we don't get too much. Nuclear tests are to blame again for Zootopia's attack on planet Earth. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Um, and we <laughs> yeah, get right. the famous Fukuda obvious thematic closing line where uh, it said, the underwater kingdom only attacked because its peace was threatened. We've seen this motivation before, so I don't really want to dwell on it. But like you said, I do like some of these human characters here. Um, they each have their own distinct characteristics. Right from the opening moments when we, we meet them, we actually start to care because of the situation they find themselves in. Which, by the way, that was a pretty amazing rope launcher shot. <laughs> First try. <laughs> nice yeah. catch. Now, I know you stated the relationship here between those three, but come on. I had to question what was going on here. You know, it seemed like these two were kind of the two dads to Rokuro. Um, (laughs) And the only one really, you know, I thought it kind of mirrored the relationship between Jet Jaguar and Godzilla. Um, You had these two friends close together. They're raising uh, Rokuro. The only one we're missing in this picture is Manila. Um, I'm not sure how he's going to feel about Jet Jaguar stepping into a second fatherly role. But, I mean, surely Jet has more fatherly patience than Godzilla, right? <laughs> I mean, any patience is more patience than Godzilla. <laughs> so, I, and you know, I think Manila needs a more stoic, silent mm. father type. I mean, we got Godzilla. He's, he's kind of quiet, but he's not stoic. <laughs> he wears his emotions on his sleeve. So... I think Jet Jaguar will make a perfect second dad for Manila. And we solved that mystery, Alex. (laughs) We just solved the mystery of where baby Godzilla's come from. Yeah. (laughs) I really like, again, that these three are like this cohesive team. And maybe 
more than any of these teams we've seen yet. We've seen several teams like mm-hmm. this. We've seen the sco- two Scooby Doo gangs now. Yeah, uh, both in Geigen and in Ebra, uh, I believe it was Ebra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- those are both really great teams. But th- these three, they really work well together, and they always seem to not like not in a bad way, but they always seem to know how to respond to help each other out. Mm-hmm. And they're all pretty effective in their own ways. Like the, the kid, he's got gumption, as some older people might say. <laughs> he's got gumption. And then the other two just really have this like nice, I wouldn't say foil together, because they, they kind of feel like they're on the same, the same page in a lot of ways. And I just feel like it's unique. We haven't seen three individuals be on this, you know, this tier of communication and just complete understanding of each other. There's no, there's no butting heads with these three in the film, but it, it feels natural. It doesn't feel like these are just three characters written to never have a problem. Right. Mm -hmm. But what I really enjoyed in the film more, well, not more, but maybe on par with them was the monster action. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, initially, especially when jet Jaguar is just flying around, he looks horrible. Right. I mean, he does, he looks bad and you could argue that he never looks good, (laughs) but once he gets big, I feel like the action is surprisingly solid in the movie. Mm-hmm. Jet Jaguar, while hokey, seems like a very formidable foe. He's quick, and his opponents have a really hard time hitting him, and he seems pretty strong as well. I just really like the physicality of him, and maybe it's because it's just a man in a, <laughs> and wearing that suit, and it's just very humanoid, mm-hmm. but I like how much he was able to move in that mm-hmm. suit. It was really cool, and... The way that Gigan and Megalon, like I mentioned before, have this above ground, underground attack where they kind of sync their attacks to get the advantage on Godzilla and Jet Jaguar mm. really provides something that we haven't really seen before. This is teamwork on a much better level and more interesting level than we saw in Godzilla versus Gigan. Yeah. And while it is a little too long and it does ha- fall into the trap of some stock footage. I do think we've got something pretty cool. I mean, we also get the infamous running tail slide kick that Godzilla does to Megalon, but watching the movie, it didn't feel as bad as some of the other moments we've seen that are really weird. I don't know. I I think, (laughs) (laughs) I think the running, I mean, it feels bad. The running tail slide kick to me, to me, that, that felt worse than Godzilla flying, but maybe that's just me. No. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> that is, that's you. It's like that's you. There's, there's, I can understand Godzilla using you know atomic breath to really? uh, Eric. propel himself <laughs> flying. I can't under. I don't understand the physics of using a tail to slide on the ground to hold your. I, it doesn't make sense. But about the battle, yes. <laughs> It's too I long. I think you're completely in the wrong, but yeah. <laughs> it is It is too long. But I did enjoy aspects. You mentioned, and I think it's a good point, you mentioned the collaborative aspect of uh, Gigan and Megalon. Um, first off, I think Gigan's return was hilarious. <laughs> it was just so random. All of a sudden, the Emperor's like, we just heard from Space Nebula M, and they're sending Gigan. I'm like, what? Hey, hey, there, there was a brief... <clears throat> brief as a very brief one line where he said contact uh i think he says something like contact our friends at space hunter nebula m right when they lose control of jet jaguar he tells them to contact them 
which I thought was kind of cool. Like this is our first full circle like tie in yeah. with a previous. It movie. just goes back to like, that collaboration, you know. It's just this is maybe this is the theme, <laughs> Alex. It's collaboration, man. Seatopia and Space Hunter Nebula M are collaborating here. Um, <laughs> as we, see, yeah. hey, hey, this movie is a snapshot of J- of Japan's fears of outside territories getting up to attack. Right, them. and so they have to collaborate. In order to <laughs> no, they're afraid of their collaboration. Oh, yeah, there we go. As they should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we mentioned jet jaguars growing, um, and how that's pretty awesomely ridiculous. <laughs> I like the cartoonish effect, actually, uh-huh. of him growing like multiple sizes. It's pretty cool. Um, and also, yeah. Tennis Returns, Alex. <laughs> tennis Returns. <laughs> but it's not a rock this time. It's just Jet Jaguar being, <laughs> being hit back and forth and back and forth. Um, but once again, let, let, let's talk about collaboration. We've got, you mentioned Gigan and Megalon. But what about the Godzilla Jet collaboration? I like that moment when, when you know, it's like, it feels very human when Godzilla is pulling Jet out of the fire, you know? It's like, he's like grabbing him by the yeah. leg, basically, <laughs> like pulling him up. <laughs> and you're like, wow, that <laughs> that took some teamwork there, like to get them up in, that, in those suits. Um, but then you have yeah. Jet flying them out of the ring of fire. I thought that was a pretty lovely moment. Um which is contrasted <laughs> lovely. Then. Yeah, it was lovely. It was it was it was cute. <laughs> but you know what wasn't so lovely was when Godzilla and Jet Jaguar end up defeating Gigan and Megalon. Man, they are brutal. You know, once again, oh, they are brutal. Yeah. You get you get JJ, Jet Jaguar, breaking Gigan's arm. You know, it's like a snap. That's that's, yes. that's brutal. Um, and then once Gigan flees out of there, he's like, we're not winning this thing. They team up on Megalon and really it's just kick after kick, body slam after body slam. I did appreciate though, Godzilla's tree attack again, though. It was a nice yes. flashback to one of my favorite moments of King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> I was like, yes, this is what I've been wanting to see using trees as weapons <laughs> once again. Is this a slightly redesigned Godzilla, by the way? Like I... I thought something looked slightly different from the first time we saw him. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely redesigned. And the the reason I really noticed it when we were watching is because during a moment of stock footage, we see the Godzilla from the previous movie. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't look anything like this Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> this like, Godzilla has a tongue now, I think, right? It's like <laughs> Yeah, they're they're adding more, more distinct little details. I mean, tongue, I think yeah. I think he's had a tongue for a while, but this one is more uh noticeable distinct. and more yeah used i guess maybe yeah right it moves <laughs> it's definitely a different design godzilla i mean it, if you ever watch it again i don't know if you will or not but if you ever anyone who hasn't seen it go back and watch the fight scenes there's a moment where you see the godzilla from the previous movie and it doesn't look anything like this godzilla right. and he's on the screen for like two minutes and it's yeah. like oh well maybe you should have an editor exactly uh well you know what alex i will be asking somebody else uh what they think of godzilla's redesign it's the theometer welcome back to femoder suite welcome back this is gonna be is it gonna be an epic one yeah this is gonna be a crazy one yeah all right let's take a look you ready this like fireman 
A fireman? Yeah. That fireman you're re- referring to is called Jet Jaguar. Yes, Godzilla just drop kicked. And that guy, that monster, the other monster is Megalon. This guy? Yes. What does Megalon look like to you? A bug, of course. He does. He does look like a bug. He reminds me of a Pokemon. Look at that. Yeah, oh, me drop too. kick. Ow. He reminds me of a Pokemon too. Yeah. Now, Jet Jaguar, does he remind you of anything? The other guy? Uh-oh. Ow, this is going to hurt. A Pokemon! Ooh. What is Godzilla doing to him? Swinging him down with his tail. Uh. On your on your Theo scale, how scary is Megalon? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. So not too scary. Yeah. Got you. So what do you think about Jet Jaguar? Jet Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a man. He does like, look like a man. He looks like a man with white fire on his head. With fire on his head? Yeah. I guess that's one way to describe him. This has been the. Something tells me you didn't ask him about Godzilla's redesign. Maybe not. (laughs) 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 But I mean, let's let's just be let's be out. I try to find like the most like brutal clip so that I can scar him and then (laughs) (laughs) So just show them about that. Just show them. Trust me, I'm gonna go to the end. Or I'm going to do the tree attack, or I'm going to do that moment where, you know, Godzilla, it, something hits Godzilla's vein, and all of a sudden there's a spray of blood. Like, oh yeah, that, that's one of the guy. that's one of the stock uh, stock footage moments from the previous movie. It was. Guy again flies by and cuts him. All right, Alex, let's uh, look at our awards. Who was your coolest character this week? Yeah, so my coolest character. I mean, honestly, you could pick any three of the trio. And mm-hmm. I would be like, mm, okay, that's a fair pick. Like, this is one of the first times where, well, three characters, I think, are very valid options for someone to pick. But mm-hmm. I have to go with Rokuro Ubuki, which is the kid inventor who plays a pretty big role in the film. But the reason I like him so much was that he wasn't this uninteresting kid that we see in a lot of films. He's... Got layers got like skills. an onion. He's, he's got layers he's got like an onion. Yeah, he's got <laughs> skills. He's got a lot going on. First off, he's an inventor himself. Uh, not something I expected. I didn't expect him to have his own toy to ride on that he made mm-hmm. himself, which was really cool. But secondly, and most importantly, I like that he doesn't back down from a fight. There's numerous times where he tries to help his brother and friend fight the Cetopiums himself, even though he's outmatched and even his brother is already knocked out at one point. Which yeah. I thought was really cool for them to show a kid doing. He's got gumption, as you and the boomers might say. <laughs> He's got gumption. <laughs> oh, shut up, boomer. Uh, <laughs> so I I really like um, Jinkawa. Uh, you've mentioned him before. but He's not naturally as smart as the other two, but he's definitely the resident bad A, if you know yes. what I'm saying. Um, he comes to the rescue more than once. He wears those awesome driving gloves, which I don't. I still don't understand the point of driving gloves, but <laughs> he wears those awesome <laughs> driving gloves in multiple, yes, multiple chase scenes. If this were a Bond movie, he would be the Bond and Goro would be the Q. Yes, yes. And I, I do a lot of those chase scenes. 
reminded me of specifically because it's probably the seventies, but it reminded me of Bond movies. And I was actually thinking oh, yeah, that when indeed. I was watching it. Yeah, no, it kind of, and we've we've had that feel before. Um, I think it might have been in Ghidorah, the three headed monster. Um, we had that Bond like feel, but this one yes. also it really brought that back up for me, and I, I enjoyed it here. Yeah, I really did too. My most memorable line award also comes from Jinkawa, and this is. You know, as the three protagonists, they're in their truck. They decide to chase Jet Jaguar to the scene of the battle. Uh, <laughs> Jinkawa, he says, this is a really risky move. And Goro responds with something like, well, I built him. In which Jinkawa responds, I get it. You're his father. Can't argue with that. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can, right? You've got your like kid brother in the car with you. And you're driving towards the scene of violence. Like, you don't need to be doing this, right? You're not <laughs> Jet Jaguar's father. He's taken on a life of its own. We've already established this, right? Now, <laughs> you're just hey, going. No, you're just you're just taking a risk for the sake of taking a risk. Yeah. Now, Eric, you have a brother, right? Yes. Do you care for your kid more than you care for your brother? I don't know where this question is going, Alex. <laughs> I'm just saying I understand why he cares for Jet Jaguar more than he does his little brother. No, but Jet Jaguar. <laughs> what? No. That doesn't make any sense, dude. That analogy yeah, makes no sense. That's his child out there. Like, yeah, his child is no, 600 no, feet not. tall. But no, no. <laughs> it's his creation. <laughs> yeah, so he it's put that. a lot more blood, sweat, and tears into that than he ever did his little brother, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Alex? What is your most memorable line award? I just I'm gonna leave in that really long silence you left when I asked you that. <laughs> Considering but, I mean my brother listens to this podcast. I know, I know he does. That's one of the reasons I asked it. <laughs> oh, that was oh. stupid. All right, what is your most memorable line? I believe this line from is from uh, Goro Ibuki, and this is while they're watching or they're getting ready to see the battle between Jet Jaguar and Megalon, and the guy who's created Jet Jaguar, when asked to explain why he's so big, says he decided he had to fight him until Godzilla got here. His determination made him that big, <laughs> which is. The worst imaginable explanation for your tiny little six-foot robot growing 600 feet tall. I don't understand oh, how the scientists who made them didn't understand how that happened. But Dude, it's I like the it. Grinch. <laughs> it's like the Grinch, but with size, you know? What? How? Yeah. Explain. The, the Grinch, his heart grew, right? Whenever he like... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Okay. okay. <laughs> Good explanation, Eric. I'm sold. <laughs> uh, what about right. your uh, can't believe that acting award? I think the humans overall did pretty well this time, but I think the best reaction shot that we see the entire film is when that, as you put it, lovingly moment. Lovely, <laughs> uh, yeah. Lovely, yeah. Lovely moment between Jet Jaguar and Godzilla when they're trapped in the ring of fire by Gigan and Megalon. And they escape by having Godzilla grab on the Jet Jaguar as they fly out of there. Which, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say real quick, I'm perplexed because I thought Godzilla could fly. 
But mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. and the moment that they're cl- that it's clear that they're going to be flying out, there's this shot that shows Gigan and Megalon, and they have this awesome reaction where you could clearly tell that despite the rubber suits, they're able to act out without words that they're saying WTF. Like you could clearly <laughs> see it on both of these monsters. Like, uh, like what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> There's clear disappointment on them that they did not trap them in this ring of fire, and it's pretty funny. Oh yeah, it is funny. That is funny. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I hate to go back to this, Alex, but you know Godzilla can't fly out of there. What you got to remember about Godzilla's flying physics is Godzilla can't fly very vertically. Like he can only fly vertically a certain amount of feet, right? Like he, he's propelled by his breath. So he can only like reach a certain height. Then he has to use his breath to fly horizontally. That's why Alex, come on. It's not, come on. <laughs> I'm not buying what you're selling. Here. Uh, oh all right. So what about your moment? My can't believe the acting award, Alex, every moment that we get with the legendary Robert Dunham as Emperor Antonio is cinema gold. <laughs> legendary robert dunham oh man legendary man he (laughs) you know i i was reading about him actually and you know he was actually a kind of a stunt man and a you know he he was a racer he he was um so I'm, i'm wondering if that was his connection to the film in the first place we had all these chase scenes i'm like Maybe he was connected Uh-oh. to the film from these chase scenes and somehow they're like, hey, this guy would work yeah, <laughs> as an underground emperor of Seatopia. I'm not sure. Uh, that was all I could find about him. So um, but he I thought was a stuntman? Yeah, he, he, was, he was really into like racing and race cars. Um, so I, I, was, I wasn't sure if he actually was doing the stunts or if he was part of the stunts on the film, but I thought it was a pretty interesting tidbit about him. We've mentioned the uh, chase scenes. So I'm actually going to go with one of those chase scenes, a non-monster effect. I really like it when the the cars and the motorcycles, they drive down those steps, right? Yeah. Like, that's actually a pretty cool effect that I appreciated. It's definitely unique to the franchise. If there's something I remember about this Godzilla film, it might be that this is a Godzilla film where we have all the car chases. Right, this is the Godzilla <laughs> film with the car chases. That may be yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, it, those stunts are really cool because it's not something we get a lot of anymore. You know, we don't get those real mm-hmm. stunts, and there's something way more fun watching actual stunts be done. Oh yeah, I think that stands true for even like the miniatures in this series. I really enjoy seeing the miniatures blow up rather than the CGI buildings of today. There's something a lot more visceral about it, I think. I but agree. I really like the stunt work, but there's a better scene that doesn't have a stunt <laughs> that <laughs> is the best effect. So there's that moment where the Seatopian takes a garbage truck hostage and has two of our heroes in the back, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, eventually they just get tired of them and they toss them out of the van over like this small cliff, or I guess it's more of like a hillside, but it's like mm-hmm. really steep hillside. And it's clearly a fake. I don't know, Alex. But, I think it was just a really good stunt. <laughs> but, but my goodness, his legs hit his head on impact. I mean, 
how he wasn't dead and still got up afterwards was amazing. It was very brutal. And now we know how durable the Seatopians really are. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, let's move into our rating and ranking. Um, so here's the thing. I think this film is just ridiculous enough for me not to take it too seriously. I like the idea of the Cetopians. You mentioned it. I, I laughed out loud the first time we cut to Cetopia and we see that Vegas looking setting with the American looking emperor dressed in full robe, full toga and crown. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> I am a little startled in this film. I'm a little startled by the lack of female characters. I don't know if you noticed that, but we don't get any. <laughs> the only females yeah. are those dancers in Cetopia, uh, which again, they just kind of made me laugh because I was like, what is going on? <laughs> it's such a bizarre setting. It seemed like something out of Vegas again. It really did. Um, and the characters here, they're not groundbreaking. They're not revelatory, but they do their job and they keep me interested enough. The stock footage did annoy me, um, but at least it's using the best stock footage now from the previous films and putting them together in slightly more meaningful ways. Yeah, the final battle is too long, but there is that real collaboration that we talked about. The 2v2 battling happening here, contrast that with last week with Godzilla versus Gigan, where the 2v2 wasn't really thought out. It was just something added on. Here, it's actually used as a collaborative tool to have some interesting elements of our battle. I like that James Bond aspect that we mentioned and the action hero vibe I felt throughout. So I'm giving this one a three out of five. So it falls for me, it falls right below Godzilla raids again, but right above destroy all monsters. What about you, Alex? I'm pleasantly surprised, Eric, that you liked it that much. I, I really enjoyed this movie and that may not be surprising based on, my reception to Gigan versus or Godzilla versus Gigan last week, but seeing this movie made me like Godzilla versus Gigan less because I get all the characters I like, I enjoy. I like the Cetopians more than I do M Hunter Nebula uh, cockroaches, <laughs> and uh, the two v two battle is a lot of fun. At seeing Jet Jaguar from the outside. I, the, uh, growing up, this was one of this was my favorite Godzilla movie. Nice, one hundred percent. I always loved this movie, but it's been a long time since I've seen it, and I, I remember Jet Jar, Jaguar being ridiculous because I've seen pictures of him since then. But I really enjoyed him this time, and maybe it's the nostalgia talking. But the two v two battle is awesome. Megalon is fun. He's got new abilities that we haven't seen. He jumps everywhere he's one of the most unique things we've seen so yeah. far and even though this was filmed in three weeks they clearly cared about what they were doing mm-hmm. and they cared about making this monster feel unique and kaigan feel was unique last week to be fair mm-hmm. but between the real stunts the really fun characters and the fun monster battle although it goes on too long i gotta give this film some props like it really sold me. It's got cool effects. Even the opening moments where the earth cracks open and we see this l- lake disappear. Mm. It sets a really fun tone for the film. And I love it from beginning to end. I really do. Uh, now, I don't love it as much as something like 
King Kong vs. Godzilla. And love might be a strong word, and it's probably mostly nostalgia-based, but this one's a 3.5 out of 5 for me. Nice. Uh, I don't know if it's that good, but I, I, I legitimately enjoyed every minute I was watching. Whether I was laughing at it when it didn't mean to be funny, or laughing at it when it meant to be. Yeah, to me, I mean, this one started off... I was I was worried about it at first, but you know I guess you could say it's a little bit like Jet Jaguar. It grew on me. <laughs> that was good. All right, Alex. So tell me what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you told a fantastic pun. Is what happened. Uh, <laughs> next week, so, what are we what are we watching? Yeah. All right. Next week we'll be looking at Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. And we'll be asking the question, when flesh meets steel, does Godzilla keep its appeal? <laughs> <laughs> Every episode needs to have a rhyming question from now on, Alex. It's going to. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good one. Where, where can we find the film? Uh, the Criterion Channel, if you have it. Uh, if you have stars, you can actually watch it there as well. You can buy it on Vudu. And then your only other options are DVDs or like the Criterion number 1000. Uh, other than that, it's kind of hard to get. And even the DVD of it's kind of expensive. Hmm. Yeah, I'd recommend Criterion for sure. Um, so you can also find us as always uh, on Twitter at MVM underscore pod. You can find us on Letterboxd. We have our list there of our Godzilla films at Al Cornette and at Mr. Eric Neely. You can email us mvmpod at gmail.com. Alex, and, I, hey, I did want to mention yeah. really quick that I have actually been getting more followers on uh, Letterboxd. I have too. But <laughs> if you all could quit sending me links to your cam videos, that would be great. Is that what's been happening? <laughs> yes. I've been getting lots of links to cams. Nice. Cam videos. Nice. Uh, so. So maybe if you actually watch movies, please. <laughs> That's awesome. I will say, uh, Alex, if, if someone were to listen to this episode and this is the first one they listened to, they they might uh, think we have a little too much fun over here. Yeah, they might. And we do take a lot of these movies seriously, but in some of these with uh, no themes, <laughs> like this one, it's just a good time for me and Eric to cut loose. Oh, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Well, until next week, Alex, you know what we're going to do? We're going to try to stay alive. We probably we definitely laughed more in this episode than we had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Oh we did. That was a- I guess you could say it's a little bit like Jet Jaguar. It grew on me. <laughs>